0: welcome to the podcast of god's servant eric otibuaten pastor eric otibuaten is a passionate preacher teacher an author and a revivalist who is having an unyielding foundation in prayer and intercession he pastors the icgc holy hill chapel is a theologian and a bible school lecturer his passion to liberate people from demonic impoverishment has made him champion radio broadcasts dubbed Hour of liberation to help raise more kingdom workmen for Jesus Christ. Now listen to God's servant, Eric
1: Utibuateli. To the International Central Gospel Church. ICGC Holy Hill Assembly, where Jesus Christ reigns supreme. This morning, I believe that God is going to bless us. Tell yourself, I will be blessed this morning. Amen. In this anniversary Sunday, God has laid on my heart. God has laid on my heart a word that I want to share with you. So this morning, I want to share with you God's word. That I have entitled three unforgettable truths. Three unforgettable, unforgettable truths. Three unforgettable truths in our work with God. Amen. Are you with me? Are we together? I want to feel you. Are we together? Yeah. Okay, so there are three fundamental and there are three basic, there are three unforgettable truths that every believer on earth, every Christian, if you are a child of God, there are three things that you should know and you should also hold on to it because knowing these three things and holding on to it will, will, will bring you to the place that God has prepared for you. Every child of God who is working on this earth yeah. Every child of God who doesn't know this three unforgettable truth who doesn't know this basic fundamental truth in our work with God Cannot make it in life. Amen. Amen. So as a child of God, you must know this. And you know, these basic unforgettable truths and these basic unforgettable uh, fundamental truths are the anchors. They are the anchors and pillars in our work with God. If we don't hold on to this truth, if we don't know this truth, we can't be anchored in our work with God. There are so many Christians that little challenges come. There are so many Christians that little problems come and they stray away. When we are able to know this fundamental truth and we are able to know this unforgettable things, uh, it will be an anchor. It will be a pillar that will hold us in our walk with god if we are able to know this christianity that is supposed to be a blessing to us christianity that is supposed to profit us christianity that is supposed to be a blessing to us in our walk with god it will become an, a challenge are you are you with me there are truths in our work with god and this truth will help us it will hold us tightly to our work with God. You can know a truth in your work with God and this truth will help you even in difficult times. This will be an anchor. It will be something that will hold you. It doesn't matter the storm the life will bring at you. It doesn't matter the pain the world will draw at you. If you will know the truth and hold on to this truth and walk with this truth, you can even say like Job, that though is be me. I will still trust him. Because Job knew that there is something that he is holding on to. If in a ship at the shore of a sea will be able to stand and not drift uh, that ship needs what we call anchor. If you have an anchor, the Bible says that Christ is our anchor. If you don't know the truth in your world, with God. Believe me, a storm will come. Any Christian that you see in life, it is either that person has come out, yes, has come out of a storm, or that person is in a storm, or that person is about to enter a storm, and all these three faces, you can stand and so stand for God, if you know this basic and the fundamental truth. If you don't know this truth I am talking about, Christianity that is supposed to be a profitable work will be a problematic work. The Bible says that the Spirit of God gave us gifts to profit us. He didn't give give us gifts to burden us. Every gift that you have is for your profitability. So when we walk with God and we know certain truth in our work with Him, it profits us. Say it profits us. And I pray that this morning may you notice three fundamental truths And hold on to it so that life will be profitable to you I said life will be profitable to you The first truth I want you to know is what I call Consciousness of God's presence Say consciousness Say consciousness Of God's presence Every child of God must bear in mind That God's presence is always with us Tell somebody, God's presence is always with you. It's with you. Tell another person, God's presence is always with you. It's with you. John chapter 14, verse number 16 to 17. John 14, 16 to 17. And I read, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, another translation says, another comforter, that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, it neither know, it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. He said, "He what? He dwells with you and will also be what in you." Jesus is giving an assurance to the to to his disciples and all that will come and know him and walk with him, and he's saying that. I'm giving you a spirit, I will send you a comforter, I will give you somebody, and when that person comes, he will be in you, and that person will dwell in you. So Jesus promised us, Jesus gave us what we call the presence of God. So as a believer, as a Christian, you must always bear in mind that God's presence is with you. What is the presence of God? The presence of God is the face of God. The presence of God is the sight of God. The presence of God is the atmosphere that God carries. Anytime time we are talking about God's presence, we are talking about the aura, the atmosphere, that God comes with. So God can never be in a place and His presence will never be there. The presence of God is who God is and what God has. So, when we talk about the presence of God, it is the countenance of God. God told Moses that when you are praying for the children of Israel, tell them that may the countenance of the Lord shine upon you. So, every time we come to church, when we are doing the, the declaration, I say, may, this, may the countenance the Lord sign up for you. What it means is that I am trusting God that his presence will go with you throughout the week. Any Christian who is devoid of God's presence, you don't have any life. Are you with me? Are you with me? The presence of God, it is very, very important. If you are devoid with God's presence, you can't make it in life. If you are devoid of God's presence, any Christian that doesn't have the presence of God, you can be a Christian and not have the presence. Yes. Yes. You can be a Christian and be devoid of God's presence because God's presence doesn't tolerate sin. So if you are a Christian and you are working in sin, you are living in sin all the time, you are doing diabolical things. No, you can't abide in His presence. Are you with me? Though His Word has said that He will be in us and dwell with us, yet we can let the Spirit, the presence of God in us and around us, be doma, it, 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 it will be, it will be empty. He will be there, but we will not feel Him. He will be there, but we can't, we can't see His manifestation when the challenges comes. So we must always be conscious Every now and then You must be conscious And this consciousness will prevent you from sinning Are you with me? I said this presence will what? This consciousness will prevent you from doing something that That is against God's will Because the word of God teaches us that Wherever God is sin cannot dwell there. So if you are very conscious, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3 16 that our body is the temple of God. If you know that your body is the temple of God, will you use the temple today? Hello? If you know that your body is the temple of God, and the temple of God is where God's presence is. His presence is in the temple. So if we know that indeed when we come to church, we are not just coming to meet God, but we are coming with God. And if we are conscious that even at our workplace, when we go to work, we are going with God. When we go to our bathroom, we are going, we are there with God. When we are on our phone, starting with our friends, we are there with God. If we understand this phenomenon, believe it me, we will never be tolerated to sin. Because some of us, we believe that we can do something in the hidden and God will not see us. No! No! Whatever you are doing in the secret, God sees all things. He is only present. He is ever present at all places, at all times. So we must be conscious of God's presence. Tell somebody, be conscious, conscious. of God's presence. Tell another person, be conscious, conscious. of God's presence. Conscious. Believers must be aware. We must be aware of God's presence. Other than that, we will live our lives anyhow. we will say, You must understand that the, the, the things you are doing wrong, though your pastor may not be there, your church members may not be there, but if you are a Christian, remember, the presence of God is with you. And when you continue doing that, you are diluting the presence. Are you with me? I said you are hot. You are diluting their presence. And when you dilute, that is why there are so many Christians. They mention the name of Jesus and nothing happened. Why? Because they have diluted the presence. That is supposed to bring them a miracle. If you dilute God's presence, if your life, your body, which is known to be the temple of our Lord Jesus, if you destroy it, Jesus and He will destroy you. And when He destroys you, He can't use you for His glory. Nicodemus one day came to Jesus, in John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, and he said, For we know that you are a man sent from God. Why? Because, he said, we know that God is with you. So we know that God is with you. If you can know, know, most of them didn't know that Jesus carried God's presence. But Nicodemus said, we know, we know, we know that God is with you. We know that God is with you. Why? Because he carried God's presence. John chapter, John chapter 3. Let's read it. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. So this was a man, the Pharisee, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know, say so we know. Say we know. We know. See, if this man didn't know that Jesus carries God's presence, he would have messed up. Are you with me? Because there were so many people, and perform a grave Jesus. when made, they made this, you know. They didn't discern the presence that the man carries. They didn't discern, so they came to misbehave. But this man knew that this Jesus carries a presence. So he said, we know, we know, for we know that you are a teacher from God. For no one can do these things, unless God is what? Unless God is what? See, if God is with you, His presence is with you. Uh, can you go to Manishia and sit behind the two four and say that no, I don't carry His presence, or I am not in His presence. His presence is when you are before Him. So God can never be present here, and His presence is not here. So if the man is saying that, Unless God is with him, it means that Jesus was carrying God's presence. I pray for you that from today, may you be conscious of the presence you have. I said, may you be conscious of the presence you have. I said, may you be conscious of the presence you have. In Mark chapter 4, the Bible says that the disciples were with Jesus in a boat. And they, see, they saw a storm coming. And Jesus was in a boat. He was asleep. Believe you me, a time may come in your life. Things may be boisterous. Business may not be booming. The the, the things you want to do, you are unable to do it. And if you don't take care, you think Jesus is not there. He may be there. But you see, his presence or his silence does not mean his absence. The silence of God doesn't mean the absence of God. If God is silent, maybe he is preparing something better for you. So Jesus was in a boat with them, but they forgot that the presence of God was with them. And they cried out, Carry thou that we perish? Mark chapter 4, verse 35 now. Carry thou that we perish? And Jesus woke up and said, How dare you, the storm? How dare you, threatening my children? How dare you? And he began to rebuke the storm. And at that point in time, the storm began to could do to the word of God. They forgot that they were working with his presence. If you are conscious of the presence of God, when the storms of life come, you will not sit down and wait for Jesus to come and see you. No, when the storms of life come, you will just activate the presence. Tell somebody activate. Tell somebody activate. Tell somebody activate. When challenges, your workplace things are going haywire, and you don't know the source and you don't know the end. Activate the presence. Let the atmosphere be charged with the presence of God. Begin to do things that will only allow God to move in that atmosphere, and you realize that God will bring the answer to you. They activate the atmosphere, and Jesus said, "How dare you!" Challenging my children, you forgot that I created you, I told you where to start and where to end. And the Bible says that they see, begin to walk, listen to him. And they said, What manner of man is this? You must come to a point in life where people will see you and you do certain things and will ask, What manner of man is this? and you tell them, I am just carrying his presence, I am a carrier of his presence. One day, Jesus told the disciples to go to the other side of the sea. And he came to them at night. And the Bible says that when he was coming at night, he walked on water. And when he was walking on water, they thought it was a ghost. And they started crying, hey, how are we seeing ghosts? And Jesus said, I am not a ghost. It is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter said, if it is you, bid me to come. Say bid me. Say bid me. me." He said offer me to come. Permit me. Authenticate me, validate me, so that I can also walk in the water. The same way you are walking on water. And before the presence of Jesus was there, Jesus said, Walk towards me. So by his presence, by his words, Peter began to walk. Began to walk. Peter began to walk. Until Peter swayed his consciousness from the presence to the storm that was coming. And the Bible that from that time, began to seek. If only you will not shift your focus. Your focus will be on Christ. Your focus will be on God. And be conscious of the presence. It doesn't matter the storm that will come. You shall overcome. I say it doesn't matter the presence that will it doesn't matter the storm of life. Life can never be devoid of storms. Life can never be devoid of storms. Storms will come, whether you like it or not. You can be an Indian, you can be a British, you can be an American, you can be an African. Storms will come. But what will differentiate you? Moses said it. Moses said it profoundly in in, in Exodus 33. Moses said, oh God, this traveling that we are going. We need your presence. Because without your presence, we are not moving any further. Exodus 33. He said, we will not move any further Until your presence is with us And God said, my presence will go with you And I will give you rest Verse 16, listen to what Moses said He said, if your presence does not go with us We are not moving any further Because what will differentiate us from other people What will differentiate us from other hidden people People that don't know God Is only your presence Are you with me? If you don't have God's presence, see, 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 you know, you know in U.S. there are places they use for, they use for nightclub. And after some hours, they will change that place, and they will use it for church, South Africa, see? See? Ah, have you forgotten that even IAIC, Accra International Conference Center? ah, have you forgotten that they can do chatawadis down there? and they can do uh, gospel us with them. Have you forgotten? What makes the difference? The difference is the presence. So Moses said then said Moses, he said what did he say? He said, if your presence does not move with us, do not bring us up here. Do not bring us up here. For how then?
0: Say for how then?
1: For okay. Say for how then? Okay. He said for how then will it be known that your people I have found grace in your sight except you go? With us, except you go with us. Except your presence is with us. If your presence is not with us, we, we are we are just like mere men. Are you with me? So you, you you can't be you can't afford to lose His presence. In this diabolic world, in this wicked world, where people can use a uh, towel and just spread on people and they will tend to an animal and they will take them to their shrine, in this wicked and diabolic world, no, you can't be devoid of God's presence. Then Moses <laughs> authenticated. He said, How can we be different? When the Amalekites and the Israelites are moving, how, who, what can differentiate us? It is only your presence. I pray that may that presence be with you. I said, I pray that may that presence be with you. I said, I pray that may that presence be with you in all your life. May you never be devoid of His presence. I said, may you never be devoid of His presence. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth after 10 verse 38. Who went about doing good and healing them all that were oppressed? For God was with him. God was with him. Jesus was able to do whatever he did on earth because the presence of God was with him. It is a meet now me and in the do you think you and I can do that? Minutes, uh, if we don't have his presence, we can't make it in life. If we don't have his presence, we can't increase in life. The only way we can increase in our endeavor is for us to have his presence. May you have the presence from today. I said, may you have the presence from today. The second thing I want you to focus on and pay attention to in your work with God is that we must be conscious of His power. Say, be conscious of His power. Conscious. Say, be conscious of His power. Conscious. Every believer must be of know that God's power is always with us. Are you, are you with me? Please, are you with me? Yes. Are you with me? Yes. You see, wherever the presence of God is, the power of God is there. Are you following me? What did I say? I said, wherever the presence of God is, the power of God is there. However, you can live in the presence of God and will never manifest His power. A child of God can have the presence of God, yet that child of God can never manifest God's presence power. Though His presence makes available His power. But you have to activate the power. Are you with me? Are you with me? The children of Israel, the the, the the disciples. Jesus said, I preach in you the Spirit of God in John chapter 20, and he preached in them the Spirit of God. At that point in time, the presence of God was with them. But in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he says that, go and tarry in Jerusalem, that you may receive power after the Holy Spirit has well come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. So it means that you can have the presence, but it is left for you to activate the power. The presence of God, the power of God is invited, is invested, is, 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 is buried in God's presence. Yes, we must be able to activate it. Wherever God's presence is, His power is there. But it doesn't work automatically. We must activate it. Let me give you an example. John the Baptist, he had one of the greatest power on, 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 on earth than all the men of God that worked on earth. Jesus said, among all the women, among all the men that were born of a woman, there is none greater than John the Baptist. I said, or you are so great than John the Baptist. Yes! John the Baptist was in prison and he was waiting for Jesus to come and release him from the prison. John the Baptist had the presence of God. The same way Jesus said John the Baptist was the Elijah that was supposed to come. And Elijah can be in a place and soldiers are coming and Elijah can call fire and it will destroy them. Elijah can call soldiers to be blind so that though they are coming to arrest him, they will return back. That was the power of Elijah. Elijah can get grace and call fire and it will burn the the, the sacrifice of worship. That was the power. And Jesus said that same power was upon what? John the Baptist. It means that John the Baptist had a presence and a power, yet he didn't know. So you can be a child of God. The disciples were with Jesus in a boat. The presence was with them and the power was available. But they didn't know they were still crying. They were still crying. The man at the beautiful gate. He was there and he was waiting for the pool to set up. Jesus asked him, what do you want? He said, I have been here for so many years. And I have nobody to help me. The presence and the power was available. Yet, he said, I don't have anybody to help me. So you can be a child of God. The presence will be available. The power, I told you, wherever the presence is. The power is also there but you may know the presence and will never activate the power. You may know the presence and never activate the power. Don't be a Christian who is always uh, 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 bluffing about the presence but doesn't exhibit any power. I told you during the week that whenever our lives doesn't exhibit, our lives doesn't exhibit the thing that God has made available to us, people will never buy into our gospel. If a is supposed to go and just the presence of him alone will heal someone who is sick, do you think he will preach before the person will come to church? No. Just that miracle will cause that person to come to church. If we can heal the sick, raise the dead, walk on serpents and people and nothing happens to us, people will ask us, I want to say what you are saying. We must be conscious of his power. The power is there. It's in His presence. We have the presence. Jesus said the Spirit will be in you and will be with you. The power of God is the dynamics of God. The dynamics of God is God's power that is available unto them. He said that um, uh, he said in John chapter 1, verse number 12, He said, as many as believed in unto them, He gave them what? Power. How many times have you used the power this year? You don't even know that there is power somewhere. You don't even know. At the tail end of my message, I will read to you, I will read to you a message somebody sent. When last Friday, we were praying for God's healing. Somebody sent a message and said that God has done this one. The message said, yeah, she has been going through some serious kinds of challenges. And that challenge became like it, is, it has become longer. So he took it as normal. And he said that one day, when, when he came, she came to church on Friday, and we were declaring that when healing comes to people, he said all of a sudden he, he, she realized that something has, has left her. And from that time, that migraine, that pain in the, in the, in the, in the spinal cord, remember I mentioned spinal cord. Too. He said everything has left, And I told you that anytime that you testify, and maybe I already you now, God perfects is healing and miracle in your life. But if you hide your testimony, God will also hide the perfection of your healing. God is still working. Tell somebody, God is still working. Tell somebody, God is still working. So the manifestation of God's presence in a believer's life to the onlookers, to people that are looking at you, is His power that is at work in you. How will people know that indeed, this is. Is a child of God. How would they know that God is with you when somebody curses you and you die? Do you have the presence? Do you have the power? No, the power left you. The power. If curse can kill people, Jesus would have died before his time because the Pharisees and the Sadducees they were cursing him all the time. But because he carried power, he carried presence, they couldn't kill him by in their case. The presence of God and the power of God, it moves together. Don't be devoid. As a child of God, every day you know for a fact that you carry presence. Every day you know for a fact that you carry God's power. The power of God and the presence of God, they move together. Whatever God is, his power is there. God will not be in Sotio and His power will be in Santa Maria. No. Wherever God is, His power is there. I pray for you that may you come into the acknowledgement of God's power. I said, may you come into the acknowledgement of God's power. I said, may you come into the acknowledgement of God's power. May God's power forever be with you and may you have that consciousness that you are with the power. I said, may you have that consciousness. I said, may you have that consciousness. Look at Luke chapter ten, Luke chapter ten, verse nineteen. Luke chapter ten, verse nineteen. Very profound scripture. Luke chapter ten, verse nineteen. Behold, I give you what authority. The word authority there, other translation also say power. He said, I give you authority, or I give you exousia. I give you exousia. To treadle over us, serpents and scorpions, and all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He said, I am giving you authority to use power. Are you with me? Behold, I give you what? Authority. To treadle over serpents and what? Scorpions. And all the power. So he has given you authority to be able to subdue the power of the enemy. He has given you power. That is more powerful than the power of the enemy. So as a child of God, you must always be conscious that God's power is with you. So that when you are sick, you will not be calling people. When you are sick, because you have the presence, you just activate the power. Are you with me? Are you with me? Paul and Silas realize that they have the presence. So they began to activate the power. One of the ways you can activate God's power in your life is to, to, to go into serious fasting. Prayer and fasting. I didn't say prayer. Did I say prayer and fasting? No, prayer with fasting. Because some of you, when you say prayer and fasting, you at times choose prayer and leave fasting. You no, know, nobody chooses fasting and leave prayer. They will, will always choose prayer and leave fasting. But if you want to activate God's power, you must learn how to what? Always be in prayer. Wait, what? Not in empathy. No. So Paul and Silas, they started praying. They started praying. They started praying. And all of a sudden, the power of God broke loose in their the cell. In Philippi. And the Bible says that they started people started running. He thought Paul has run away. He said, I am here. And the Bible says that the What can we do to receive It is only when you activate, you manifest God's power. As a child of God, that is when people will ask you, Can we save the word you are saved? The reason why most people nobody follow you to church is that they don't see any power in your life. As a matter of fact, they don't see any change. They don't see any drastic change in your life. But if there is any, if there is a drastic change, a tangible change in your life, people will ask you about your God. I pray that may that presence work with you. Amen. May that power work in you. Amen. I say may that power work in you. Amen. And the last thing I want you to be conscious of it, is God's promise. See God's promise. Amen. So we are looking at three pieces. God's presence, God's power, and God's words. Promise. Say God's promise. God's promise. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 to 6. He says that. Hebrews 13 verse 5 to 6. He said that let your conversation, let your conduct, let the way and the manner you do things be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. We must be content. Why must you be content? Because there is a promise of God for you. Why must you be? Why must I not follow other people's wives? Because God has promised me that whatever is in other somebody's wife, He has given to my life. God has promised me that whatever He is doing with somebody, if I can only abide in His presence, He can do far more than that with my life. Are you with me? So it's conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as we have. For he has said, I will never watch you. What did God say? He said, I, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Verse 6, so that we may also boldly say that God is our host. So that we may boldly say that God is our host. You can only say that God is your helper if you understand the promise that you will never leave you or forsake you. If you are in a challenge, if you are in a problem, if you are in a situation and you understand, you know that God's presence is with you. You know that God's power is available. You know that He has promised you that He will never leave you nor forsake you. You won't cry. No! How can you be in God's presence and be thinking negative thoughts? Hey, yeah, 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 A child of God, you are married, you can't complain. You can't complain and, 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 and win the favor of God. When the children of Israel complain bitterly against God in, in Numbers 13 and Numbers 14, God said, Whatever they have said in my ears, that is what I will do. So if they are saying that they will die in the wilderness, so be it. They will all die in the wilderness when you are in challenge, when you are in a Delma, when you are in a serious situation, what are the things you see? Some of us, when challenges come, we forget that God will never leave us nor take us. We forget that God is our helper. We forget that He has said in His word that all things will work together for our own. We forget. We forget. We forget. We forget. But I pray that may God put you always in remembrance. I say may God always put you in remembrance. I say may God always put you in remembrance. It will be very difficult for us as Christians if we don't focus on God's promise. When things are hard, do you know what will keep you going? See, see, you may not be at where you want to be, but trust me. You are also not at where you used to be. I know, do you understand me? I said you may have a bigger vision and you may not be at that place where your vision will materialize or will actualize. But I promise you, you are also not at the same place that you used to be. Some years ago, yesterday, and years, you were a bachelor. But are you a bachelor today? You may not have fulfilled what you want to do, but you are not what you used to be. It is a sign that God's promise. It's still working. The Bible says that God orders the steps of the righteous. Say God orders the steps. The word steps there means it's progressive work. God doesn't do an instantaneous miracle. Whatever He does is a progressive work. So on the steps as you continue to move with Him, He continues to change things in your life. May that thing work in your life. I said may that thing work in your life. What are some of the promises he has given us? He has given us the promise that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He has given us the promise that his presence will always be with us. He has also given us a promise of endless prosperity. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, he says that it is God who gives you power to get wealth. It is God who gives us power to get wealth. In Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 9, he says, For you know our Lord Jesus Christ. And he he became what poor that we may be what. He became poor that we may be what. It's an endless prosperity. He has given us, He has given us a check, blank check. He has promised us of endless prosperity. It's a promise, and you must know it. The reason why most of you are not walking in, in the in the promises of God is that you don't even know the promise. The promise is in His words. The, your your father's will contains His promise for your future. But until you know the will, and a lawyer comes to explain to you, you will never know that you have something in the future. So the will of God is the word of God. The word of God is the promises of God. He says, God will give you power. He has given you power to get wealth. It's a promise. It's a promise. I pray, may you may you receive the endless prosperity from God. I said, May you receive the endless prosperity from God. He has also given us the promise of what? Healing. Say promise of healing. Amen. Peter said in first Peter chapter 2, 25. He said, By his stripes, we were. He didn't say we are. It was Isaiah that said that. By his stripes we are, because it was about to happen. But when it happened, Peter said, By his stripes, we were healed. Psalm 1, verse 20. He said, He sent forth His word, and it healed all of them, their diseases, and delivered them from their destruction. He has sent the word already. The word, and He said, Remember, the Bible says that whatever word that comes out of the mouth of God will never return unto Him void it, until it has accomplished. The word must be accomplished before it returns. So your healing is promised. I said your healing is promised. I said your healing is promised. He also promised us a place after death. I heard, I heard Paul one day telling the church in Thessalonica he said when somebody dies in the church don't mourn like unbelievers will mourn because there is a place that has been prepared for us. Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 1 to 4 he said that, I am going to the Father I am going to prepare a place for you and I will come and teach you. There is a police. An yeah. Just another police. Just a police. And you a Christian, yeah. And your wife say? oh, yeah, you're the Yeah, 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 who are inside? Who are inside? Who are inside? who are inside. Who are inside? Say, who are inside? Because when animals die, or when we kill animals, we eat them. We kill goats and, 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 and all those animals and we eat them. Have you seen people eating human beings before? We don't eat human beings. So what will be the merit of us? But what makes us meritable is the place that we have that we will go. There is a place. Tell somebody there is a place. Tell somebody there, there is a place. He has also given us a promise of protection. He said, I will be with you when you are in fire. I will be with you when you are in water. He has given us promise of what? Protection. Promise of protection. He said, he who abides in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and I shall stay of the Lord, that he is my fortress and my shield. My God in him will I trust. He said, though he is still me, yet I will still trust him. He has given us a promise. He has given us. Tell somebody. He has given us a promise. He has us. <laughs> Isaiah 54 verse the number 70. He said, though no, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and any tongue that will rise right against you, you shall condemn. And this is the heritage of the sons of God. Heritage. What is heritage? Heritage is everlasting. Heritage is at the Adi Adi Heritage. It's one of your heritage. Where I owe Christ live be this same. Yes, you Bible. Hey, that, that woman. He said, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so I surround my people. God is like a mountain around your life. Accidents cannot kill you, sickness cannot kill you. That is why Ebola killed you, you are still standing That is why Corona killed you, are still standing That is why migraine killed somebody. But when migraine arrested you, you came out strong. His protection is intact. Tell somebody his protection is intact. Tell another person his protection is intact. He also promised us long life. He said, with long life, I will satisfy you. Psalm 91 verse 16. He said, I will satisfy you with what? Long life. May you be satisfied with long life. May you be satisfied with long life. May you be satisfied with long long life. He also promised us of salvation. Anything that you go through in life, God has promised you of salvation. So if you are going through marriage challenges, He will save you from that. If you are going through financial challenges, He will save you from that. Romans chapter 10, verse 12 and 13, one of my favorite scriptures. Romans 10, 12, 13. Romans 10, 12, 13. For there is no distinction between a Jew and a Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all who call upon Him. Do you understand the scripture? It will be an indictment on you as a Christian to say that in this world it is only Jews that are rich. It is an indictment. When you see this scripture, it should provoke you. When you see this scripture, it should provoke you. When you see this scripture, and you see a British more prosperous than you, it should provoke you. For there is no distinction. What is distinction? Peru, there is no difference between a Jew and a Greek. The word Greek there compasses all people aside the Jews. Gentiles. For the same Lord over all because all of us are under heaven. Two of us. The same God over all is rich to all. So whatever is available to a Jew The difference between the two of us is that we don't know We are not conscious of his presence We are not conscious of his power We don't know the right keys He speaks to all who call upon him And the verse 13 powerful scripture For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord For whoever Is it a Jew's only? Is it Jew's only? He said, told me, for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. May the salvation of the Lord come to your house. I said, May the promise of salvation come to your life. And the last promise I have here, he said, He has promised us to work in miracles, signs, and wonders. Mark chapter 16, verse He said, Go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel. And he said, and these signs shall follow them. That means, in my name they shall walk. In my name they shall walk. In my name they will heal the sick. In my name they will walk. They will walk on serpents and scorpions. They will drink deadly things, and they shall not harm them. In my name, all these things will happen in his name. In my name, it's a promise. In my name. And the last scripture, the last verse of this. Text, very profound 20. he said, and the Lord was walking with him. and we are not alone. So if I am walking at midnight, around 2.00, 1.00, and I am doing prayer walk, you may think that somebody is walking and you can go and kill the person, but I am not alone. He says, and the Lord was walking with him, confirming the words, through accompanying what." May you walk through accompanying signs. I said, may you walk through accompanying signs. Yes. May the sign that brings miracle and wonder be a usual event in your life. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. Never forget about these three promises. These three fundamental truths. These three unforgettable truths. If you forget, your life is you. Let's have your right hand say God help me never to forget your presence, your power, and your promises. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your
0: voice. God richly bless you for listening to his message. Visit Pastor Eric Otibuatin Podcast on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe to his podcast to receive new messages every single time. And remember. God will never leave you nor forsake you because you are the apple of his eyes. For more information about God's servant, Eric Otibuati, prayers and counseling, you can contact us on 0246-721-290. You can also email us on Ministries at gmail.com. God will reach